This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. We begin by singing together the church's one foundation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, You fulfilled your promise by sending the gift of the Holy Spirit to unite disciples of all nations in the cross and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. By the preaching of the gospel, spread this gift to the ends of the earth through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today is the day of Pentecost in the Holy Christian Church. It is the day on which the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the believers in Jerusalem. Our Old Testament reading is written in Genesis, the 11th chapter. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. 
And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they prosper to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. Here the Holy Spirit is poured out, and on that day, people from various nations heard the gospel being preached in their own language. On the day of Pentecost, what happened at the Tower of Babel was reversed. The people heard the message of the gospel so that they might believe in Jesus and be saved. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly... There came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared on them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans, and how is it that we hear each of us in his own language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy." And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus answered him, 
If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be holy and acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Our text is written in the Acts of the Apostles, the 13th chapter, the 22nd verse. God testified concerning David. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my heart. He will do everything I want him to do. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. David ran toward this giant of a man. David had no armor, no spear, no bow, no sword. He was armed with five smooth stones and a sling. Running toward Goliath, David put a stone in his sling and slung it toward the man. The stone hit Goliath right in the forehead. It sunk in and the giant fell to the ground dead. That was the end of a man who mocked God and God's people. For 40 days, Goliath had made fun of God and God's army. He came out every day from the ranks of the Philistine army and he taunted God's people. He tempted them. He said, come on, come out, fight me, fight me, pick a battle, pick a man, pick a man to battle with me. If he kills me, we will be your servants. If I kill him, You will serve us. And no soldier in the entire army of Israel was willing to fight against this nine-foot-tall giant of a man, Goliath. Every day the giant came out. Every day he challenged Israel's army. And every day the soldiers of Israel ran away in fear. 
But one day, David came to visit his brothers at the battle. He brought food and supplies from home. And he heard Goliath's challenge. And David's heart was stirred. Who is this giant who makes fun of God and his people? So David went out to fight Goliath. Picture the scene. Here is a teenager. A teenager running toward a soldier trained for battle. Here was a skinny shepherd waging war against a giant. Everyone knew how this would end. It wouldn't be good. David would die and Israel would become the slaves of the Philistines. David ran toward that giant of a man and slung his sling with a stone. And Goliath, he fell over stone cold dead. Just like that. Just like that, it was over. In the blink of an eye, David was victorious and Goliath lost his head. Later, David would become king over all of Israel. And God says of King David, He is a man after my own heart. What does that mean? It means that David loved God and believed in him. David trusted God in all things. He loved God's word. He upheld God's honor. He was compassionate like God, slow to anger, abounding in love. David walked with God in every good way. He loved the Lord's house. He loved God's commandments, loving his neighbor as himself. And he strove to obey God's commands. Here's another way to say it. To be a man or a woman after God's own heart means to love God. With all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, it means to fear, love, and trust in God above all things. To believe in God as Savior and Lord and King. That's David. He did what God wanted him to do. Now, I am not saying that David was without sin. He had the same rebellious heart that beats inside of you and me. David even says it himself. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. And I am not saying that David was saved by being good, by his good works. He didn't earn God's eternal favor and his salvation by what he did, by doing what God wanted him to do. We know that we cannot be saved that way. David's sinfulness made it impossible for David to save himself from sin and death. For it is only by grace that we are saved. It is always and only by grace that you are saved. But I am saying that David did believe in the one true God. He was a man, a teenager at the time of the battle with Goliath, a teenager with faith 
in Jesus. He lived in God's mercy and his forgiveness. And God was at work in David. And David did what God wanted him to do. And all of that that David did, that was the working of the Holy Spirit in David. For it is the work of the Holy Spirit to enable you and me to believe in God. He calls, gathers, enlightens, sanctifies, and keeps you and me in saving faith. If you are saved, it is the result of the work of the Holy Spirit. And if you spend eternity in hell, it's your own fault. Well, back to David. There is much to admire in David. He is an example who is helpful for you and me. He was willing to stand up for what is good and right. But most of all, David had faith in God. He trusted in God to provide for him and to protect him, even as he went into battle against Goliath. And David found comfort and courage in God's forgiveness and in his mercy. And like King David, we should be devoted to the Lord and honor God's name. But then, as king, David did something awful, something horrific and terrible. David stole another man's wife, and then David killed her husband. This is nothing but pure evil. This man who had God's own heart stole the heart of another man's wife. And he ended the life of a man whose heart was loyal to David. David was a sinner, just like you and me, and David showed it. And David's pastor, a prophet named Nathan, showed David his sin. And David's eyes were opened to the horrible thing that David did. And God worked repentance in David's heart. Immediately, David confessed his sin. He cried out to God this way. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. In those words of David, you you see his sorrow over his sin. And that's the very first part of repentance. It is the work of the Holy Spirit to create sorrow over sin in you and me. And in David, you see his faith in the forgiveness and the mercy of God. And that's the second part of repentance. The Holy Spirit grants you and me faith. Faith that God will be merciful to us when we have sinned. And David prays to God with these words. He prays, prays, cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. And then David prayed these words that we're going to sing in just a minute. 
Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. What was David asking for? He was asking God to give him a new heart. Again, a forgiven heart, a joyful heart, a heart cleansed from the terrible thing that David had done, a heart that beats with faith and love for God. David was praying, make me again a man after your own heart. And that's exactly what God did for King David. And that's exactly what God does for you and me too. Time and time again, over and over again, God leads you and me to sorrow over our sin. And he gives us faith to believe that he is merciful to us and forgives our sins. Forgiveness that comes from King David's greater descendant, Jesus. Jesus who carried your sins. Jesus, who died on the cross for you, who rose from the dead for you. I tell you that story about King David so that I can tell you this truth about God. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When you sin... The devil seeks to devour you. He works to lead you to despair, to despair of God's forgiveness. The devil says, look at you. Look at you. You call yourself a Christian. Look what you have done. Look at the evil that is in your heart and the wickedness that is in your deeds. There is no mercy for you. There is no forgiveness for you. You are doomed. You are destined for hell. Trust me, God will not forgive you. That's what the devil says. And the Bible says that the devil is a murderer, a murderer who would put to death your faith and your trust and your love for Jesus. Satan seeks to kill you. He seeks to snuff out your faith in God, to stop your heart that beats after God's own heart. But the good news is that Jesus saves you and me from Satan's attack. Just as he saved David, David saves you. He sends you the Holy Spirit to convict you of your sin and to convince you that your sin is forgiven. And what does Jesus' forgiveness give to you and me? Jesus tells us, he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When you have sinned, And your soul is troubled. Jesus forgives your sin and gives you a peace 
that passes all understanding. And this peace that Jesus gives you cannot be taken away by the devil. This peace, it comes from a heart forgiven. It is peace that is beyond our comprehension. Dear Confirmands, family and friends, this truth will sustain you throughout your life. When you sin, there is abundant mercy and forgiveness for you. This truth will bring you hope in despair, forgiveness when you sin, and eternal life when you die. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people is Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. 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 We sing together for all the saints.
for all their sins who from their labors rest who thee by faith before the world confess thy name O Jesus be forever blessed Alleluia Saints who nobly fought of old and win with them the victor's crown of gold. Saints triumphant, rising bright array. 